What's poppin' family? Hey guys, welcome back to the Kylie Denton Podcast. Woo woo! Right. Um, <laughs> baby, of course you're so corny. Oh, so corny. How um, do you usually start without me? I don't know. Just um, my wife ditched me, guys, so bear with me. It's normally oh, wow. what I normally say. Hmm. It is what it is. Y'all, thank you for tuning back in for another episode. Um, when we get to do our episodes together, that means we're either half sleep or going to sleep when we're you done. You have no idea. Pregnant woman. <laughs> Safa, how far along are you? Do people want to know? I am. I can't even remember. All I know is I got six weeks left. So that would be so, so 30. You're, 30 we're about day 34 then. 34 weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Baby girl is almost here. Um... I had did a, a little Instagram poll saying, hey, if anybody gets the name right. And one person randomly did, but it doesn't allow me to mention a, huh. a message, whatever. I don't know. Something about their page. Yeah, I don't know what kind of features they got. But, yeah, man, we're creeping up on that due date, you know, getting ready to go to sleep. So let's just dive into this episode. <laughs> um, so today we want to talk about um, the hookup culture, you know. The, the try it before you buy it type culture um you know i don't know so so uh, i'm gonna just start off right there what are your initial thoughts regarding this culture is this something you see a lot of is this something you see more of now compared to in the past what um, i see just as much of it now as i saw in the past and i think i more so hear it from people who are in the quote-unquote world um meaning that it's not more so from people in, in you know the circles of churches that I grew up in, and if it is, you know they didn't come to me with that mess. <laughs> so, so, um, but I do hear it often, and I think that um, it's just a ploy from the enemy to, um, you know, to a, just a device to to keep you from living a life of holiness. And I know that people are so um, shy; they shy away from that word or just being holy nowadays that. Um, you know, they, they just see whatever the world, I think it's, it's something that the world promotes. And so it's so easy to get caught up in that and forget what the Bible says. So what's weird is the fact that people, you say people shy away from the word holiness, but it's weird. Cause you know, the, it's like the devil tries to make what God sounds good, make it look bad, right. you know, like an insult or something. No Christian wants to be called as holier than now. Right. But God, no, I agree. But the word of God's no, no, no. I get it. But I'm just saying the word of God said, be holy for I am for holy. holy right. And then now if you try too hard, now you're holier than now. Cause right. some people are judgmental. Right. I'm not talking about the judgmental. I'm talking about the people that just love God and they're looked at as though, uh, here go this deep saint. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know. I think even, I don't know if it's just in the world, but also in the church, sometimes holiness, like you said, that I feel like people put a bad stigma to holier. They make it, they make it, make seem it all about like, clothes. Right, they, they make, they it, make all about- it all about clothes. Like I remember um, back in the day, I saw this meme, right? And it said, um, you know, holiness like and it was a girl and the church of left yeah yeah <laughs> they posted this moon i thought it was i was i was cracking up but the girl with the holy clothes she had the most baggiest clothes <laughs> like <laughs> da, 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 da. she looked like a nun so and, it was like a, no the the way the the picture was it was a uh, it was filters so right. I think they had like a Baptist filter. They had a non-denomination filter. And then they had a holiness filter. And it the skirts horrible. were getting longer and longer. It was so bad. And I'm just like, ew. And so I remember growing up in my household. And let's say I would put on something. And I asked my mom, mommy, how this look? And she'd be like, it looks holy. And I'd be like, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
got to take it off because Yo. coming from my mom, that was not something I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear I look nice. I look, and her standard of holy was, you know, basically what that filter was. It was. It was so you best. want a moment to say, "Oh, baby, look, baby girl, you look fine. You look beautiful. You look nice." Child, you know, the you moment she said holy, I was like, "Nah, we." Can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's terrible. And I think that's just how the world looks at it too, in a sense, um, especially when it comes towards um, purity. Um, I don't know. I, I think that um, the world and the media has created their own version of um, uh, acceptable um, of what what we should be doing. And, and this whole um, try it before you buy it culture has, has it, it seems very popular. Yeah, so every show on Netflix, even if it's PG thirteen, everything on TV, you know, it's always somebody hooking up. It was, right. you know, they just met, you know, five minutes later, next scene they're in bed, or you know, it's just always just, oh, no big deal, nobody gets hurt, you know, feelings are mutual. We just did it. It's just sex. That's the issue. They push it as just sex, right. nothing right. more to it. So, um, we just want to mention a few things. Tonight's podcast, hopefully not long, because I want to go to my bed. Um, but number one, I know I've mentioned it before, but I, I really want to reiterate it tonight. Um, today is the fact that sex before marriage clouds your judgment. Right. You know, because, and people think when you say stuff like that, you're trying to be deep and sound spiritual, but not. Even if we talk science, like, I thought the one, only the woman body had oxytocin because I know it's released you know, during lactation and when a woman, you know, is having sex. But apparently men release that during sex as well. It's just that women have more. But it's that feeling you get, feeling that that mom gets when she sees her child for the first time. Or that feeling, you know, that you have when it's just like, is bonding. You guys are getting closer. So you're telling yourself it's just sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaningless, no big deal. But your body is literally sending signals to your brain saying, this is the person you love. This is the person you're committed to. Right. So you think, oh, okay, you know, just had sex. But no, you're, you're, literal, you're literally telling your mind, this is my spouse. Mm-hmm. So in your head, and your, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a war going on. Whereas you think it's no big deal. But those little fluttery feelings you're getting and, you know, wishing you're with that person is not because they're great. It's because literally hormones are in your body named right. oxytocin convincing you that you're in love. Right. Some people believe it's really just sex, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. deeper than that. It's definitely, um, you know, like Savar said, it has a lot of, you know, scientific, um, you know, things behind it as well as spiritual. So um, when people say, you know, buy, try it before you buy it, you don't realize what you're, what you are putting on yourself. Like, you know, you have you. I've 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 recently saw something that said, you know, be careful who you you know you sleep with before marriage or something like that because you sleeping with this person and they over here is um um struggling with dep- depression and you wonder why you're depressed. Yeah. You wonder why all of a sudden you you have all these struggles and these thoughts that you didn't have before because this person is rubbing off on you spiritually. So. Yeah, people don't understand that, and it's not even the fact of quote unquote soul ties. It's just the fact that. You are bonding emotionally, it's like it's literally meant to be a, a spiritual experience. Right. And, you know, society tells you, yeah, just go have fun, get an orgasm, life goes on. But that was not the way God intended it. Not it at was all. meant for you guys to unite. So if that person is dealing with some type of issue, that means you're willing to unite your, with it. Right. You know what I mean? So you're, you chose to join with it. And a lot of people are just like, well, I don't want to know if the sex is going to be good. 
Well, I mean, yeah, the sex can be great before you get married, and that doesn't mean it's going to be great after you get married. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand that intimacy is more than something that's physical. Right. So when we worry about just that, ah, let me just get that, you know, reach that little high, get that climax, and ah, it's good. Yeah, but when you get married, your spouse doesn't want to have sex with you when you won't clean, you won't cook, you won't do anything. So it's just meaningless. You know what I mean? So this whole try it before you buy it does not mean... It's going to flourish inside your marriage. If mm-hmm. all you bring to the table is sex, sex right. yeah, it's still not going to flourish. It's still going to be a lot of deficiencies. So that's why it's important to understand that you want to be able to date someone based off, based off you know God led you to them, based off you know this person's character is something you can live with mm-hmm. because emotions will lie every single time. Emotions will always lie to us. Um, Jeremiah 17 and 9 says... The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So sex will convince people that they're in love when in reality, that's just not the case. Right. You know, so you think you love them, you know, you're thinking about them all day. That doesn't mean you you love them. That means you love the feeling you got because of the sex. Right. The oxytocin is convincing you that this is the person you want to be with, you know, so they may be, they may be abusing you, but... You know, in your mind, the sex has you thinking that you're in love. You know, it won't let you leave. They don't serve God with you, but the sex has you committed. They don't help you spiritually, but the sex has you ready to stay there. They're not helping your business. They're not helping your spiritual life. They're not helping you emotionally, physically, whatever. But because of the sex, you're still there. And, you know, that's not a good enough basis to hold a relationship. Um, So if you choose to wait until marriage, I believe that helps you have more of a sober mind, more of a mind that's clear from just an emotional response is something that you're actually thinking about doing is something mm-hmm. that you've prayed about is something that you have clarity about and it's not just because ah oh, the sex was great right no i completely agree i remember before we got married um i was very shocked when someone who was in church uh and was i guess at the time backslidden because he stopped going to church because of church hurt and things like that and he was a um older older guy when i say older i mean in his 30s uh, and I'm in my late 20s, um, and I i mean, early 20s, I should say. And I remember when I told him, you know, he knew I was getting married to to, to Tavares. He goes, um, you know, well, how do you know if, you know, this is the person you want to be with when you haven't been with anyone else? And he meant physically, like, and I was so shocked that to hear that coming from somebody who was once in church um, for some reason. Uh, but then, you know, I thought to myself, this is the same person who... Um, you know, at one point was would never have said something like this, and mm. um, he got married to his his wife, and um, I believe that if I remember correctly, I believe they um had sex before marriage, and they ended up divorced, and so that showed me like, you know, taking advice from some of these people, um, they're you know. I just feel like it's not sound advice, not only because of, um, you know, biblical standards, but if you look at their lifestyles and the things, um, did it work out for you? You had, you said that this was some, you said that this was something that would, um, would, you know, would work. How do you know, how do you know you, you, you have to sleep with the person before you marry them yet. You did that with your spouse and you guys aren't together anymore, which shows that sex isn't the most important thing in a marriage. So why are you focused? Why are you so focused on trying it before you buy it? 
Because at the end of the day, that's not what makes a marriage. Yes, it's important yeah. in a marriage, but that's not that's not what makes a marriage. There is so much more that goes into a marriage than that. And I think that's when we have to lean not on to our own understanding, but on the you know on the biblical standards, um, you know that God put forth. Because um, listening to all this try it before you buy stuff, it it to me it, it just logically doesn't make sense. I, I've always heard the saying also, um, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free not calling y'all cows but you get the point right <laughs> why why buy the cow when you and i feel like it's no you know it's it's not he likes of said we're not calling anybody cows i'm not calling you know, myself some, you know cows, somebody is gonna find right a way. but it's just an analogy to say that's usually <laughs> what happens why buy something that you can get for free yeah for better you know to put in better words so i think the the, the smartest thing you just mentioned is the fact that Pay attention to the lives of the people that are saying these things. Because people are going to look at you like, man, you really went into marriage? Bro, that's that's like mad outdated. Then you look at their life and you see that they just had 100 pictures they just deleted from their social media. You see that their marriage didn't work out. You see that they're probably on their third marriage. Or you right. see they've had four different love of my lives posted on their Facebook this year. It's just like, listen, you're telling people, you're giving people advice that's not scriptural and your life doesn't make any sense. Right. So it's just like you have to pay attention pay attention to that because if you want and I'm not saying we're the the go to source for scriptural relationship things. I just want you to understand that if somebody's gonna be helping you, trying to guide you a certain way, make sure that they're at least aiming to live that out rather than you listening to people that don't even care to honor God. Um a second thing we wanna mention Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Is the fact that, second thing is, sex before marriage will hinder the growth of your friendship. Um, because sex obviously is a powerful force, it's a bonding force, you know, it should be physically great, you know, that's the goal. But once that's, that's something that once you start, that's extremely hard to stop. Mm -hmm. Like we have a whole lot of people that message us with advice on certain things. And a lot of times they're in certain relationships they shouldn't be in. Like I placed the link inside of our description box. Like, Hey, if you have a question, DM or, or email us. But if you need counseling to, to reach out and, you know, try to schedule a counseling. But a lot of times we're talking to people that they know they should be out of a relationship, but it was the fact that they were already having sex. So in their head, man, I'm going to marry him, you know? So why would I, you know, what's the point of me leaving now? You know, so I definitely understand that, you know, this is something that you can't just, okay, flip a switch. Okay. I prayed at the altar today. I'll never desire sex again until the day I get married. Nah, that's not how that works. You're, it's going to open your eyes to something that you were not prepared to handle. Right. Because that's like Adam and Eve opening their eyes, you know, when they weren't supposed to eat of a tree and they realize they're naked. And now they're like, oh, I'm going to put on fig leaves. And God is like, who told you you were naked? Because you were never supposed to be exposed to that. Right. That was I, I never told you. I told you to avoid certain things. You know, so a lot of times we think God is restricting us. But in reality, he's protecting us because there's a lot of marriages that... Yeah, they may have sex. Yeah, they may 
They may have certain things going for them. Things may look like it's great on social media, but that doesn't mean they're friends. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous if you're married to somebody and you guys aren't even friends. Safa's stomach is literally <laughs> kicking. Guys, this is the scariest thing. Like, <laughs> she's wide awake. Yo, before, she's probably hearing our voice and is curious or something. But, man, I'm sidetracked. But before, before you got pregnant with our first child, it's like I never looked at a pregnant person's stomach. So... <laughs> Saying this is always new. Um, But yeah, man, you know, so many times, you know, many of you, you guys probably are in those shoes right now, you know, and you'll probably want some type of romance. But all that guy, all that girl want from you is sex. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to repent now. You're sorry for your sins. You want to start honoring God again, you know, but now you're reminiscing on the sex. Or they have you question, they're questioning your love for them. Like, hey, if you love me, you do this and right. all that. You know what I mean? But it, it's not going to help, you know, the marriage because now the relationship is being based solely off sex, you know, because many couples, you know, once they get sexually active, they find that a relationship is always revolving around that now, you know. They don't find things to do or places to go or right. it's just sex, it's just physical, it's right. just nudes, it's just touch this, touch that, you know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. I was thinking, I I also think that when people tend to have sex before marriage, um, let's say a couple doesn't have sex and they make all these plans to get married. And the moment they start, oh, you know, try it, let's try it before we buy it type of thing. They, it seems like they take longer to get married. Like they'd be the ones that be get be, be together for That's five I've noticed to that, ten though. years. Like they don't get married, and the point of being together or togetherness, becoming one, is to glorify God. God wants us to get married. He don't want us to wait ten years. I'm not saying that you know you know you shouldn't wait that long for somebody. I'm not gonna get into that discussion. But I'm just saying, like I think that because now people are having sex, that is one of the I guess reasons why people think you know. Hey, I mean. We already having sex. It's it's like you're playing. You are, you're basically living like you're married. So what's the point mm-hmm. um, of getting it done on paper? Basically, you're already married, and that's a dangerous game to play because that's not, um, that's not the way God intended it. And sometimes the people who tend to have sex before married marriage, it it taints their relationship, and they end up never getting married. Mm. Unfortunately, man, that's that hurt. Yeah. <sighs> Um, something I found that was interesting. I don't know how true it is, but if it's on, if you find it on Google, that automatically makes it doctrine, right? All right. So, st- <laughs> studies have shown that the level of emotional connection you're at when you start having sex tends to be the level that you stay at. And I was just looking like, huh, interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And that's probably why there's a lot of men who, you know, you're forty and you're still trying to run through several girls. Cause it's like. You're still that boy, you know, you're still like that. You you haven't grown up because now it was still a game to you. Or, you know, that woman who was viewing life a certain way and then they start having sex and maybe, you know, they've never changed. They've never grown up, you know. So I was looking at it like, man, that's that's pretty interesting, you know, and that shows us that sex can really give us a a fake feeling of intimacy. You know, you think you're in love. You think this person values you. You think this person cares about you. But in reality, it's good sex or it's a matter of, you know, well, I feel great when I'm around them. But what more? What it, There has to be more to right. that, you know? Absolutely. So when you get married, that's when you realize that the relationship was shallow. You realize that you guys have nothing in common. You realize this person was never helping you spiritually. But you thought, well, I don't want to be the person known as sleeping around the church. So I might as well marry them. But that's not how... 
God designed it. It's right. not. It's not. You shouldn't be forced to marry someone just because you guys got pregnant or just because you know the word got out that whatever was happening. That should not be the the basis. Nope. You know for why you're deciding to be with somebody. You know because marriages are gonna need more than sex to thrive. You know, we know that guys are going to get turned on by things they see, you know, as visual as we are. Mm -hmm. You know, women are different. They're going to get turned on by the things that they're hearing, the communication, all those type of things. But if there is nothing to what the guy, what you're offering a guy, but other than looks, or if there's nothing to the it's guy, not it's not sustainable. You yeah. know, you're going to have to stand up, hold a conversation. You're going to have to be able to pray for one another. You're going to have to be able to pay bills. You know, there's a lot of... A lot of uh, means to it, you know what I mean? And sometimes people that don't have that, you know, they end up stressed. And that's why I'm telling you guys about BetterHelp, you know, which is a resource. <laughs> you guys don't have to come to me. I know many people are comfortable coming to me regarding some of their issues, but BetterHelp is there to assist you and tell you guys all about it. I'm telling you guys all about it because I believe that we need to prioritize our mental health and our emotional health and all of these things. And BetterHelp will assess those needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. Your counselor will be connect will be you'll be connected with a counselor that you can contact at any time. Also, you can set up phone and video calls. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, any type of trauma, BetterHelp is there to assist you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you're feeling burdened down, I want you to all enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Amen. And thirdly, <laughs> thirdly, Bruh. your your future spouse shouldn't have to compete with your past. Um, a lot of people or a lot of times when you get caught up in relationships or sex before marriage, um, you're going to compare. You can't help it. You can't help that. <laughs> you can't help it. You you have a past and you some some things just stay in your and you're, you're, you you make a mental note of it. That That's what you knew before. So when you get married, sometimes, most times, people tend to compare it to what, um, you know, what they're currently experiencing in their marriage. And it might be, it might be bad. It might be new. It might be whatever you call it. It's a comparison. And your future spouse shouldn't have to compare, compare with that. So just to avoid that, don't have sex before marriage. This whole try before you bite thing is garbage. <laughs> okay? Garbage. Our entire. Our Garbajo. Wow, in, how does it, how in the words um, of our pastor. No, he says El Garbajo. El Garbajo. <laughs> I'm like, bro, basura. You got you got to know the words, man. Our Hispanics, need, they need to know that you know the word. But um, basically, man, that's really what this podcast is. I'm um, telling you guys, that mindset or that, that, that wave toxic, is toxic. Trust me, you know, because once you're married, you know, sex is something that should be great. It should be emotional. It should be spiritual. It should be physical. You should be happy to be doing it. And they should not have to wonder in the back of their head, like, hey, man, I wonder if Johnny did that better or yeah. Susie did that better. You know what I mean? I'm not saying many of you guys, your marriages are going to be trash if you had sex before marriage. I'm not saying that. Don't think that's what I'm saying. God forgives. God is able to wash you clean. You're able to move forward with your life. But We're just saying you might deal with things that people who didn't have sex before marriages aren't going to deal with. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because... 
um, you know, f- seeing from experience, for instance, before I got married to divorce, I really, I didn't have sex before marriage. So, and that doesn't make me better than anybody else. But when I think about it, I don't have anything to compare anything to. So, no, divorce I'm is, literally the best thing on the planet. Earth. everything for me. And that's good enough. I hey. don't have... I don't have, there's, there's no mental battle like, oh, you know, this is boring or this is, I don't have anything to compare it to. Whereas someone else who might have had sex before marriage, um, you know, you, you walk into marriage with all these expectations, um, some of them, um, unhealthy or some of them, um, false expectations, even not just sex, but even people who watch, you know, porn and things like that. So you just walk into marriage with these expectations and your spouse shouldn't have to compete with any of that. So. Well, I just blanked out because I didn't realize you were, <laughs> you're just going, you're just going, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. But yeah, so like Safa was saying, it's not also just um, who you're having sex with, but it's also things that you could be watching that, you know, going to cause a lot of rift, you know, in your marriage. So that's another reason why to avoid it. A fourth thing we'll say is that we have to understand that sin is something that will never be satisfied. Paul mentioned in Romans, you know, that when he wants to do good, evil presents itself. So when he's aiming to please God, the devil is going to pop up. You know, it's always going to be something like, and then like a quote I've always heard, sin will always take you further than you plan on going. Right keep you longer than you plan on staying and, and, and another part. But basically, sin is way more deceitful than you realize, you know. So you'll think justice once and then it literally turns into a lifestyle. I'm only going to watch porn today this one time. And then you're hooked for the next 13 years right. or uh, just this one time, you know, we're just going to have sex. We'll repent, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now you're six years in. You're not married. You're still having sex. And now, even if they leave you or if they stay, regardless, you're dealing with a whole lot of emotional baggage Mm -hmm. that you didn't have before, you know. So I think it's possible, you know, because there are some instances where people cave in a sin, you know, they'll think it's no big deal, you know, maybe this one time because I know I'm going to marry this person. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, man, there's no guarantee you're marrying anybody until the moment you say I do, Right. you know, and there's no telling what you're going to get yourself locked into you know like growing up i used to just think man the church just only spoke against this stuff and all they mentioned was stds and pregnancies but it's just like there's a lot more to that you know you can be in the middle of worship and service probably and your ex popped up in your head it's just like listen i don't know what to tell you but you know uh the christian rapper name is bizzle he says he said something like she wants to let me see but i don't want to see it but I don't want to see it, though, because what the eyes see turns the mind into TiVo. I don't know if you you remember what TiVo was, baby. Have you ever heard of TiVo? What is that? Like a- it was like a DVR type thing. Like it, you record your, your shows or whatever, meaning mm. whatever, whenever you see it, like it, it, it stays in your memory. It oh, locks okay. in your brain, you know. So he was saying like the woman is trying to entice him and he doesn't want to see that because he knows the moment the image gets in his That's head. That's it. Is stuck there. Right. So you can be delivered from a relationship. You can be way past your ex. You could be happily married. 20 years from now, you're probably still having an image pop up in your head because that's what the devil tries to do. Mm-hmm. He plants a seed. Right. You know, so sin is something that will never be satisfied. It's always going to come back to taunt you. First um, Peter 2 and 11 says it like this. Dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage, that wage war against your soul. You know, and I want us to understand that 
when we think about the battle of sin, it's never just this one time. It's never just, uh, it's never, we can never say it's no big deal because it's always a battle, a spiritual battle coming to destroy us. It's always trying to pull us down, right. you know, and I don't know, man, that's such a tricky subject. No, I agree. You know, I was, I was just, um, thinking about <laughs> the, I was actually reading what you had put down for the next point about how Go it's, ahead, dive right it's into still that, possible man. to wait until marriage for sex. And I don't know, it kind of, it kind of makes me sad that you even have to say that because, um, I don't know. It just speaks about the world we live in. And people really don't think that there are virgins out there or people that are yeah. waiting for marriage. Um, it, it, it's just really sad to know that that's the case. Um, it is still possible to wait until marriage. I'm not saying it's easy yeah. because it wasn't just because I waited till marriage didn't mean it was easy for me. I feel like the only reason I waited for marriage is because God protected me. And it's because and her church was small. Because, no, it's not even that. <laughs> and it's because I had, I literally got, like, I feel like I had the fear of God just all over me. And the reason why is because of the type of church I grew up in. My parents yeah. raised me in a church, trained up a child the way he may, may go. And when he's older, he he won't, he won't he won't depart from it. And I feel like that was just my story. I, I knew that I couldn't have sex and come in church and you know Fact. play around and i had people who will put you on blast and yeah. i and not necessarily because they wanted to but because god revealed that to them and so that was that that was what kept me in line i knew i couldn't come up in there on a sunday they and, don't know, you know about them holding the churches child, that they don't know child god be revealing <laughs> stuff to them and I, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the one to be put on the spot and i always thought to myself man if i ever had sex because i know better god will allow it i'm at the church for about three time, months that first time I will be pregnant. I really felt that way, and I, I, and and it was it was that that kept me. I just felt like you know God just um, allowed me to have the the fear of Him within me, and it is. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was gonna let you finish your sentence. I was gonna say something after. No, I was just gonna say and that's what really kept me, and and there are other people out there that are that are waiting till marriage too. Yeah, and uh, what I want to say was the fact that you mentioned that fear, and I know you were talking about reverence. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people think you mean like you're scared of God no. and you're serving God out of fear. Mm-hmm. And I want you, and I want I want to be clear when I say this. We should not serve God out of fear, but we should be highly afraid of God right. in the form of reverence and fear. As in God was killing people, y'all. Right. I don't know if y'all think that was only Old Testament. Have you ever heard of Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts that tried to deceive God? So. People think that God is just some lovey-dovey fairy tale, tooth fairy. Nah, he's also you know a he's just he's judgment. He's, judgment. he's a Disney character. They don't read the part that says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Listen, it is a fearful thing if God decides to punish us. You know, so right. we have to thank God every day for mercy and grace. You know, because many of us. We can be honest with ourselves and say we do not deserve it, you know, but I just want to make that clear just in case anybody was looking like, man, her church was kind of strict, you know, <laughs> no, because yeah. I, I, I know what it is to grow up in that type of church and everybody was doing their own thing. But I had my own fear of God looking like, hey, bro, I'm not about to get put on blast. Like right. when I see certain people touch the mic, I know I'm a repent boy because yeah. I know they will gladly say, hey, you come up and then they'll whisper in my ear and hold on. How you knew I was doing that? Because ain't right. nobody in here knew I was right. doing that. You know what I mean? So I think that the church needs to get back to that place. Whereas, you know, people are just too comfortable in sin, you know, and right. and I get it. We have people of all types of maturity levels listening to the podcast. So there are some people that understand what I'm saying. Some people that want to get to where I'm saying and some people that are judging what I'm saying, thinking that I'm you know, condemning them. But it is what it is. You can't please everyone. 
But I think it's important for as sad as Safa as, as sad as it is, like Safa said, but I do want to reiterate to us that it is possible to wait until marriage for sex. You know, um in First Kings nineteen, verse ten, you know, Elijah was, you know, complaining to God like, man, you know, just take my life because Jezebel wants me dead and all the other prophets are gone. I'm the only person left. And he's telling God, there's nobody else serving you but me. And God is looking like, bro, I have hundreds of other prophets that didn't bow to Baal. You just don't know about them. And the right. problem is many of us, when we don't see people around us serving God, we don't see people around us honoring God. All we know about is people that's in sin, people that's having sex. and all. God is like, no, there are more people. It's not just you. God will always have a remnant. He will always have people that take his right. Bible seriously. You may be listening to this podcast and you may be the only one in your church taking him seriously. The only one in your youth group taking him seriously. And if you're still taking him for a joke and you don't change after this podcast, that's fine with you. But there's still somebody else that's believing the word that's still going to take the word seriously. So, you know, I want us to understand that I don't care if everybody in your youth group is pregnant. I don't care if your pastor goes and cheats on their spouse and does whatever they want. That doesn't mean you have to go do that. Right. You can still choose to honor God. You can still please God. You know, it's so easy for us to get frustrated, you know, because everybody else is having sex. And some of the people you know are in sin are still getting married. And you're you're living a pure life and you're not getting married. And it's so easy to compare, to get discouraged. But trust me, the Bible says no good thing. Will God withhold from those who walk uprightly? I believe that's Psalms 86. So if God says a spouse is a good thing to add to your life, you just keep walking upright. Right. Because he's going to add that to your life because it's a blessing. It's not something that's going to pull you out of his presence. He's not sending someone who's going to make you have sex. He's not mm-hmm. sending someone who's going who's gonna to discourage you, whatever. He's sending someone to uplift you. You know, so I want us to understand that, you know, especially the people that are always with the, so how do I know I'm going to enjoy it? You know, my response is typically our comparisons would be coming from experiences that God was aiming to protect us from. So you're saying, how oh, I know I'm going to enjoy it. What if it's bad? Bad compared to what? Because if I'm not doing anything, right. I cannot say it's bad. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we have to understand that was God's original intent, that we don't have sex and experiment. So we bring skills to our spouse. Right. No, it you was learn dis- them skills together. Learn That's them the together. Discover one another. Because what you did in the world and... Who was able to pop that thing, twerk it, and do all that, and your spouse ain't doing that? What are you going to do? Say your spouse is boring? No. Your goal is to learn with her. Learn with him. Whatever it is, you guys be great. Discover one another's body. It's a journey. Every day, this is a this is a dating podcast. Let me behave. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it real on Patreon. So y'all make sure y'all support. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna offend my 14 year olds and have any of your parents tell you to turn my podcast off. But you know, you, I just want to make it clear that, guys, we will never regret anything when we do it God's way. You know, God won't allow you to wait for you to be disappointed. He won't tell you to do things his way if his way wasn't best. You know, so I know it may seem boring initially. I know, you know, the the wait may seem frustrating, but trust that God always knows what's best for you. So I'm going to ask Alpha to read these few verses before we wrap this podcast up for the next. So 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3 to 8 says, God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow 
believer in the matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not a, not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God. Who gives his Holy Spirit to you? I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's one of my favorite verses lately whenever I'm on this podcast, because I want y'all to understand, you can ignore me, but if the scriptures are saying something, right. that's who we need to line up with, because it's easy for me to I'm very spiritual compared to a lot of people. Or I'm very lukewarm compared to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, God is not asking me to see how spiritual or not spiritual I am compared to people. He's asking me to look into his word and line myself up with With his his will. Am I in alignment with his word? Am I in alignment to his will? And that's what I want us to do. So I know society is saying, you know, man, just try just this one time. How about not? How about we do it God's way? How about we get God's approval, get God's blessing? Because when God blesses something, no man can curse it. No one can stop the blessings that God adds to your life. But if you do it your way, it will come with sorrow. It will come with pain. For some people, it will come with some good old STDs. For some people, it will come with some pregnancies. For some people, it's not going to come with anything physical that people can see. No one is going to know about the miscarriage. No one is going to know about the abortion. Nobody's going to know about... People may know about none of that. But there's a lot of emotional baggage you may have added because you decided to not do it God's way. There's a lot of frustration, a lot of broken hearts. But if you do it God's way, you'll never be without regrets. Um, so, yeah, man, we love y'all. We love you guys. Hopefully this podcast helps somebody even if you were thinking about trying it before you buy it. Yeah, man. Hopefully this will stop you in your tracks and just um, cause you to stop and reflect and think about what you're doing. And, um, yeah, man. For the person that, that decided that decided to listen to this podcast after you made the mistake, listen, you can get back up again. Right. That's what we need you to understand. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to get as close to God as ever, as ever cuz God is going to perfect you. Right. So I know you made a mistake. I know you done sent that picture. I know you done touched what you shouldn't have been touching, but now is a chance for you to turn back away and try to honor God again. Amen. God will send to you. His Holy Spirit is not in us just to speak in tongues, but is also to live right. So, go ahead and speak in tongues and live right now. <laughs> but yeah, man, we love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.